Well, there, thanks for joining me in the uh, podcast today. Anxiety, that's my topic. You know, there's no one cause for anxiety. In the same way, there's no one cause for depression. Your biology, your temperament, your early life experiences, your current life experiences all affect the neurotransmitters in your brain and how they communicate and with what they are associated. And it's often the association between a neurological bit of activity and something that happened in your life at a particular time or keeps happening in a particular period of time, which you call anxiety or an anxiety item or a source of anxiety or whatever. The good news is that your neurotransmitters can be retrained. You can be retrained. You can be taught to become desensitized to those sources of anxiety, those things which create anxiety for you, so they don't generate that sense of fear or anxiety. You know, when we look at anxiety, we're often thought about, you know, anxiety is is fear, but it's not fear of anxiety, it's fear of what could happen when you're anxious. It's the fear of what could happen when you're in a situation that creates anxiety. It's the result of some series of events that you're afraid of. Death, perhaps, could be an example. Major illness could be an example. A major social change, such as divorce or being fired in a job, could be an example. Becoming chronically ill, disabled, could be an example. You know, when you think of things like that, those naturally are times to be concerned, but not necessarily to be anxious about. But we often are. Here's just a couple ideas, okay? If you're anxious, find a mantra. Find a statement that you can make to yourself to calm yourself down. I'm doing the very best I can. I really don't need to worry. I really have skills to handle this. People are here to support me. You know, there are mantras that you can come up with that you just repeat over and over again that have a calming and soothing effect on you. Anti-anxiety mantra, okay? Here's another one. Talk. Talk to your family. Talk to your friends. Talk. When we get anxious, we often hide. We often go into ourself. We often isolate in the same way we do with depression. Not good. When you're anxious, talk to people. Admit that you're a little nervous or you're a little anxious or a little scared or whatever it might be. Get reassurance from other people. Get support from other people. Include other people. Expand your social network. Don't contract it. Get a little extra sleep. That would be helpful. Often that's helpful. Just not a lot of sleep. You're going to take a nap one hour a day. You're going to add to your sleep one hour at it. Add one hour. That's about all. You see, there are things you can do. And, you know, throw in a little exercise with it. Take a walk. Get in the treadmill. Do some weightlifting. Do some stretch exercises. Just do some exercise. Get your body stimulated. Get your body active. Those are all helpful when it comes to anxiety as they are helpful when it comes to depression and other states of the emotions that we have. Now, here's the thing about anxiety. Very, very important. Anxiety is associated with adrenaline. When you have too much adrenaline, you have too much emotion known as anxiety. You become fearful. Your body becomes overwhelmed with adrenaline. Now, there's a little adrenal gland right in the middle of your chest. It's like a fountain. It's like a spigot. And like you turn that spigot on a little bit and a drip, drip, drip of adrenaline goes into your bloodstream and circulates throughout your body. And it keeps you alive. It keeps you alert. It keeps you awake. It keeps you active. Just a little bit of adrenaline during the day, throughout the day, is all we need. And sometimes when we need to put a little extra effort forth, 
we jazz ourselves up a little bit and that adrenal gland produces a little bit more adrenaline than it does ordinarily. So you get that extra energy if you need it, like in states of fear, in states of challenge, debate, and so on. So first of all, you got to know that you have an adrenal gland. The adrenal gland pumps adrenaline. You need that adrenaline in just a little bit throughout the day. However, when you get afraid of something, when you're afraid of something, when something comes in your life that scares you, unexpectedly appears in some kind of way, that adrenaline gets increased. The adrenal gland now starts pumping a lot of adrenaline. It goes into action. It's there to protect you. It's there to give you that energy. So that adrenal gland now pumps a lot of adrenaline. And now that goes in your bloodstream. And you get this hyper feeling. Now that's what we call the fight or flight syndrome. You get that extra adrenaline and you can run. You can run further than otherwise. You can run faster than you would otherwise. If you have to fight, you can fight longer. You can fight stronger. You have that adrenaline to give you that energy that you need for the occasion. Now if that occasion diminishes quickly or within a brief period of time, the adrenaline then goes back to normal. The adrenal gland pumps now back to normal the amount of adrenaline in your body. You then function well again and you're no, no particular problem. However, there are times when our adrenal gland gets stuck. It gets stuck on high. It gets stuck on open. And you now it's producing adrenaline all day long throughout the day when you don't even need it. Or when you only need a little bit. It's pumping a lot. That's when you get this hyper sense of anxiety all the time. That's when you get this little panic attack feeling like you're going to have a heart attack or you're going to die or something bad's going to happen. You see, when that adrenaline is too much, you get hyper-aroused. We call that anxiety. When that adrenal gland gets hyperactive, gets stuck and open, more water is going out of that spigot than needs to be. More adrenal gland is going out of that spigot that we call the adrenal gland. Now you are getting much more energized and it's as if you're going to go into a boxing match. You're going to go play football. You're going to take on a task of enormous uh, demand on your time and energy. You know, whatever it might be, you feel like you need that energy. Well, at times you do and at times you don't. And, and the problem is that the dream gland often doesn't know the difference. You're the one that knows the difference. And that's why you got to talk to yourself. You got to talk to your adrenal gland. You got to say now, calm down, slow it down, calm down, take it easy. And over the course of about three minutes of self-talk like that, you can calm down that adrenal gland and you don't get as much adrenaline and you get less anxiety. So talk to yourself, but you can also deep breathe. You also take a take breath in, hold it for about four or five seconds, and then slowly exhale in the course of about five seconds. And then do it again. Take a deep breath in, hold it, and then slowly exhale in the course of five seconds. Breathing out of your mouth. Do it again. You take a deep breath in, you hold it momentarily, and then you let it go deeply, slowly, out of your mouth. And you do that for about three to four minutes, but you do it maybe four or five times a day. And you can talk to your adrenal gland. You can slow the adrenal gland down by deep breathing, and it will then produce less adrenaline, and you will feel less anxiety. So that's the connection. That's what you need to do. That's what you need to understand. So have a mantra. Just talk to yourself. 
Have a way to talk to your adrenal gland. Exercise. Take a deep breath. Many, many of them, several of them over the course of a couple minutes. Use words that calm you down. Use words like calm, slow it down, take it easy, relax. Use words like that, that you talk to yourself, so you calm down when you start to feel a little anxious, or to prevent that anxiousness in, de- in developing. Watch calm people. Watch how they live, watch how they walk, watch how they talk. Often slower walking, slower talking. Live a life of more calmness and at ease. Follow their example, their model. And then, if you don't, if this doesn't help, if you still get anxious and you can't get over it, talk to a therapist. Get a hold of a clinical psychologist. Tell them you have panic attacks and you have these anxiety attacks and you want some help controlling them. Often within three sessions, you got better control over those anxiety attacks than you would otherwise. So get a clinical psychologist to talk to. Deal with it. You don't have to live with anxiety. You don't have to live with panic attacks. You don't have to live with fear. You don't have to live with this sense that you're being overwhelmed, overpowered. Calm it down. And you'll do better. Your life will do better. You'll be more productive. You'll be more energized. You'll be more creative. You'll fulfill your tasks. You'll fulfill your goals much better. And people will like you a lot better. You'll be a lot nicer person to be around. Anxious people are difficult people to be around. So, calm it down. Hey, thanks for joining me, and I'm glad that you were able to pick up this little uh, podcast today. Get all of one of my books. That'll be very helpful you know, to you. Lessons from My Father might be a good little book to help you calm it down. Learn how other people have calmed it down. Learn how other people have altered their lifestyle. Learn how other people have uh, become more productive and, and more uh, relaxed in their whole lifestyle. So, um, Lessons from My Father. Get it from my website, www.booksbyhedberg.com. Or go to Amazon. It's there too, and same with Barnes & Noble. Or ask your book dealer to get it for you. Okay, Lessons from My Father. you like it. Good little book for an older person to read, even. You'll like it. Bye for now. Mm-hmm.